0: Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning into the EKN Radio Network. My name's Rob Howden here with another episode of Operation Grassroots. If you've been listening to the EKN Radio Network, we just wrapped up uh, episode number seven. Talked to the guys Chris Rossi and Ken, uh, Kenny Manchester from the KPX Karting Championship out in, Nor- uh, in NorCal, Northern California. We're going to come east to what really has become, uh, you, you got to say, the primary 206 Briggs four cycle you know, traveling program on the East coast. Now it's of course centered around the great lakes with some, uh, with some fantastic venues and some races, the big grand nationals at the end of the year. But what I'm talking about, of course, is the cup carts North America program. Uh, It's been interesting to watch it kind of grow and evolve. And of course the grand nationals being kind of their cornerstone race. We watched it get huge numbers, uh, at the end of 2018 at Newcastle Motorsports Park. We're really excited about the race on the first weekend of October here in 2019. But let's start off, let's introduce Greg Jasperson. Of course, he's the, the primary lead man for the Cup Carts North America. I know there's a lot of guys that work with him as well. But Greg, thank you so much for, again, taking some time out. I know you've got a race coming up in about a week and a half, but thank you for carving some time out to talk to us here on the ECan Radio Network.
1: No, oh, I appreciate you having me.
0: Uh, again, you know, this is, it's, it's interesting as you look kind of the schedule of where you guys are going, you know, get, you got races in Illinois, Iowa, Ohio, Wisconsin, uh, Indiana. Th- those have kind of been you know, the areas where it's been kind of sleepy over the last couple of months, right? Not so much sleepy, but let's say frozen, you know, that kind of thing where it's just hasn't been warm enough really to get going. You guys have your first race coming on the May 4th, 5th weekend, the, uh, the cup carts, North America spring nationals, but although there's not been a lot of racing going on when you're in your position, you and Steve Vermeer when you guys are in your p- p- uh, position, you guys are going to work. You guys have been busy all off season.
1: Yeah. 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 It's been a, it's been a busy off season and a really busy last 60 days, getting all yeah, the I preparations finalized.
0: Yeah. Hey, listen uh, to get things underway. I, and there's a lot of people that may be listening to the EK and radio network for the first time, or have just started to tune in here in 2019. Uh, let me give you an opportunity to kind of give me the origin story of the of Cup Cards North America. Give me like the last you know couple of years how things kind of uh, kind of uh, formed. and then we'll talk two thousand and nineteen class structure, and we'll kind of set the set the stage for what i think I think you understand. I, I for me, it looks to be the breakout season for this program,
1: yeah, thanks. I mean, you know it's it, it's been a long a long road to get to where we are, you know, and this was a this is a series that we formed basically because we were told. Many, many years ago when the 206 really kind of hit the scene and we, we saw the opportunity, we tried to get a whole bunch of tracks to work together to try to build something. And, you know, the the industry standard answer was that four-cycle drivers don't want to travel. They don't want to do that. They just want to race club. And, you know, me having a son who wanted to go further in racing, but me being a four-cycle guy it kind of put us in a bind. So um, when someone tells me something won't work and no one will do it, I try to prove them wrong. So we uh, could start... Be. We started as a three-race series with a couple clubs that were willing to basically let us just come in and crash on one of their race weekends. Um, we did three races the first year, four the next, then five. Uh, then we actually split. We actually did two separate divisions. We had a uh, central and a, uh, a north where we had two four-race series, and then they came, to, came together and met at the end at, a, at our first-ever Grand Nationals. Um, and then we decided to kind of change gears. We were starting to get good numbers in both divisions. And we really wanted to start putting on some big events. I mean, we were still getting you know, anywhere from 50 to 70 go-karts at each event, but um, we really wanted to see those big numbers. So um, after talking to some of our sponsors and some of our uh, tracks that have supported us for a long, long time, uh, we decided to combine the divisions back together, pick out a couple tracks that were close to all of our, each group of racers that we had going And uh, this is the first year for a while now that we've had just the single divisional series that we call the Champions Cup. And uh, it's going to be a five-race series. So we added a race from last year, but we have both divisions combined. So we're going to see a lot bigger numbers this year because of that.
0: You know, I I think that the the development of this program, I I really find it intriguing. First and foremost, I find it intriguing that somebody told you, and I've, I've heard it before as well, so it's not like it's a single person, but that Two oh six or, or four cycle racers didn't want to travel. When I first started racing carts in nineteen ninety five, I ran my club, and all I wanted to do was run the Ontario series. It was called the OKRA back then, the Super Series. I wanted to travel, and we didn't travel. You know, in, in Toronto, right? in Ontario, you can travel two, three hours. I think four hours was the longest run. But I was all about traveling. You want to go see new tracks. That's the best thing about the sport: is challenge yourself on with, with, with different challenges, going to different tracks, racing against different people. So I think where you guys are and what you've done over the last handful of years, I just think it's fantastic. And it reminds me, it's interesting. Cause it reminds me when you talk about the fact that you crashed a couple of, of, of club races to start your program, that's exactly how Supercarts USA started, right? That's how, that's what Don Janowski did. He started, I think, I want to say there was nine drivers who were outlaw shifter cart racers who actually drove it in Buchanan at Gary, at Gary, um, Lobos Racetrack, that's where it all started. So you guys have the same kind of genesis story that we saw with Supercart USA, which is obviously a huge program now. You move from the two uh, series last year to the one, one straight series with five races this year, Greg. You know, I, I look down the schedule, and it's, it's nicely balanced. May, June, July, a couple races in July, August, and, of course, the Grand Nationals in October. That's great spacing. But can you talk a bit, let's go over the schedule a little bit for those who may not know, because if you're a, a four-cycle racer, anywhere within these states or that you can get to, you know, these, some of these events, this is, this is a program that you're going to want to be part of because the racing's fantastic and you guys do a great job. You start the season off May 4th and 5th. We're just over a week away from the Spring Nationals at Concept Haulers Motor Speedway in Sheridan essentially Norway, for those who've been around quite a while. What do you got for round number two?
1: Well, round two is going to take us back to um, Michiana uh, down in New Liberty. Uh, it's a great track. We actually didn't go last year. It just did not fit into the schedule, but uh, we were able to put it back on the schedule and we, we had great numbers there uh, the year that we went and it's such a good four cycle track. So we are really excited to be able to put that back on the calendar. Um, I know it's a track that a lot of people have raced at in the past and had have good memories of. So it, it's a great good fit track. for the series.
0: Yeah, uh, great racetrack.
1: Yep, Then for round 3, um we're going to another uh old faithful track for four-cycle racing. Um it's now now known as Wolf Paving Raceway out in Dousman, Wisconsin. Yeah. Um but they've hosted some of the biggest four-cycle events in the last, you know, 10-15 years with, you know, they used to hold the Animal Nationals there, um and some other big events and uh just a couple of years ago they did do a little bit of repaving and they added a section to the track so we're able to utilize parts of that new section and um, you know, it, it still has the feeling of that the old track always has, but uh, there's some new exciting sections there that definitely uh, keep you on your toes.
0: I like it. I like it. Now about round four, uh, still in July, July 15th and 16th for round three at, at Dowsman, As you said, round four, July 27, 28. It's one of the tracks I have on a bucket list that I've never been to, that I'd really like to go to. Talk a little bit about, about 61 Cartway.
1: Yeah, you know, 61 is probably my favorite track on the schedule, just from a driver's <laughs> standpoint. Um, you're adding, you're adding fuel. Yeah, this. Yeah. Well, you want
0: to go there, Greg. You know, I, I mean, I like
1: it. I, I've been fortunate enough to drive quite a few tracks over the last, you know, 15, 20 years I've been carting and, yeah. um, you know, the Nielsen family, uh, not only do they do so much for the sport, but they've done so much for this facility and, you know, it's not, you know, it, it's not one of these glamorous, you know, multimillion dollar facilities that a lot of us see, you know, see in the magazines and stuff anymore. But what it is, is it, it is a driver's track. It is technical. It is demanding. Um, but the surface is just amazing. Um, the the lights that they have on the place, you can race that place at 2 in the morning and see every corner, see everything just fine. Um, nice. It's got tons of elevation changes. It, it's just, it, it's a really entertaining track to drive. Um, and, and we all know Tony, you know, knows how to drive a four-cycle car, amongst other things. Um, yes, he does. And, and you know... <laughs> They, they definitely built that track. Um, he had a lot of influence in designing that track layout, I think, because you can tell it's someone who understands wh- what makes driving a four cycle fun.
0: I think I got to put that racetrack and maybe we'll see when you guys end up going next year. That may have to be a bucket list uh, race for me next year to come and play with you guys. Now, uh, five races, uh, as you bring the two programs together, where are you going to wrap things up?
1: Well, we're wrapping up back at, uh, G and J cartway, which is kind of the, uh, the epicenter of four cycle racing for when it first kind of started for karting, Um, you know, the track out in Camden was, you know, the birthplace of WK and the birthplace of gold cup. So, um, that track has been, you know, on everybody's list for years and years for a track that you have to be good at if you want to be the who's who in four cycle racing. So we're really excited to be able to go back there. Um, it's another uh, old school style track. It's tight and technical. Um, but it, it's uh, it really promotes some good racing. There's excellent passing opportunities there, um, and I think it's one of those tracks that really lends itself to a series like ours.
0: You know, as I as I kind of sit back and you look at the schedule that you've put together, you probably couldn't have done much better in terms of trying to reach the certain areas around the great lakes, what you've done with really iconic racetracks. If you've been around the sport, like I've been around for 20 years, you've been around for 20 years, a lot, anybody that's been around a long time, we're talking Norway, South Bend, Dousman, Delmar and Camden. Like (laughs) that's what a lineup. I, I think that's that alone, regardless of anything else, should be drawn drivers because those are just, those are buck all bucket list races that are tracks that you want to knock off saying, Hey, I'm a four cycle driver. And these are the legendary tracks in this particular region of the country.
1: Well, exactly. You know, and there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of great tracks in our area. And that was one of the things that made this combining of the two series back together really hard. Um, yeah. you know, la- last year we visited, um, with including the grand nationals, nine racetracks, and we had to cut it down to five this year. So, um, Quite frankly, there are a few tracks that we didn't get to go to this year that I I personally was a little bummed out about, but um, the the nice thing that we're going to do moving forward going into 2020 and things like that is um, we're going to be able to shift some of these tracks around. We're not going to go to the same tracks every year. We're going to really try to keep it fresh and keep hitting tracks, um, not only that have obviously good numbers, and there's a lot of people there that want to race, but one of the things that we always want to do is work with tracks that are working to promote go-karting in general but especially for cycle um so if there's tracks out there that are really promoting the 206 programs or tracks that are working really hard to grow youth karting and things like that uh that that stands out a lot to us and those are the tracks that we want to go and support as well
0: i like that and you said you had nine you're down to five now you can cycle cycle some out kind of go back and forth i really like that concept um you know what? I want to jump into class structure as well real quickly. Again, this is our first time, Greg, you and I talking here in 2019. We had a great podcast uh, last year, first time here for 2019. So I want to give you a chance to kind of talk about your class structure a little bit, just so those who are listening in for the first time, four-cycle drivers in the region hey, can say, hey, this, there's a spot for me to come and race in what is going to be the, you know, the, the primary, the preeminent four-cycle program. Up up in the Northeast and in, in the Great Lakes Midwest area. Give me a give me a kind of a a rollout of what you got for 2019 in terms of class structure.
1: Yeah, I mean you know the biggest goal, especially with you know 206 racing, is that it's it's an engine for all ages. It's an engine. Yeah. You know they call it cradle to grave, where you can in theory use the same engine um, from when you start karting until you uh, finish. And we've got classes that match that. So of course we have kid carts. Um, you know kid carts are five to eight years old. Uh, 206 kid carts is. Um, still a growing class. It's not our biggest class by any stretch of the imagination, um, but it's a class that we feel is very important for the sport. So um, regardless of the numbers, we're going to keep trying to support it and grow that class. And then of course, after that, then you've got your sportsman class, which is ages eight to 12. Um, juniors follows that up at 12 to 15. So that's all of our youth structured, pretty typical to what you've seen over the past. Uh, we have four different adult classes that we're offering this year. Um and there's some bodywork differentiation, which has kind yeah. of always been one of our you know, what one of the things that we think has really helped us to grow is that we allow all forms of bodywork. So um for the open bodywork classes, which means you can run the old style big noses or CIK bodywork, we have two classes available. We have a medium class at 360 pounds and a heavy class at 390 pounds. So anyone regardless of bodywork can race in those classes. Um with the C I K bodywork becoming more prominent in a lot of other clubs and a lot of other tracks. We, um, we added a second C I K class this year. So we're still going to have our C I K senior class, which uh, I believe was our largest class at the grand nationals. Um, so that,
0: at, at how many, at how many guys, uh, 40, how many?
1: 46, 47, I you, if four. I remember
0: right. I so I want to get, we'll talk more about the grand nationals later in the podcast, but 46 or whatever, 45, 46. That's, those are magic numbers. I can't wait. I cannot wait to get to Newcastle this year, but continue.
1: Yep. That's awesome. Yep. So, uh, you know, the, that class has grown a lot. That was actually a new class last year. And, um, the first race of 2018, um, at, uh, Norway, in fact, I think we had maybe eight or nine people and every weekend it got bigger and bigger and bigger. We just, more people kept coming because, um, regardless of whether it was the bodywork, whether the class structure fit themselves better. Um, so that class has definitely been growing. And because of that, and because of the feedback of our racers, uh, we've actually gone ahead and switched our master's class to CIK only now as well. So we offer Got a it. master's class, which is 35 years of age and older, 390 pounds. And that class is also going to be CIK bodywork. Um, this is a transition year for that class. So what we've done, since we have a lot of people that are going to make the transition that used to run the fiberglass big nose stuff and now they're going to go to CIK for the divisional season so for our five divisional races it is CIK bodywork but we are still allowing an open seat so you can ah. use either a CIK or the old laydown style seats however when we get to the grand nationals it is going to be a CIK sit up seat only for that class as well just like the CIK senior class
0: so a little bit of evolution i like that you're listening to your drivers which is key um you talk about the fact from start to finish, you guys are a Briggs 206 program. Now, that's you know, your one spec program that provides stability, but you're also, you also have a spec tire. I'm going to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about your relationship uh, with the guys at Vega and, and TS Racing.
1: Well, you know, Vega is probably one of the big reasons that this has been successful. And not, not just because it's a great tire, and it is a great tire. Um, but what Vega has done is they've become a partner with us instead of just a tire provider. Uh, yeah. when we started this out, we started the series on a different compound Vega tire and the feedback we got from our racers was, it wasn't what they were looking for. Um, the for the chassis that they were using at these speeds and these weights, um, people were just having uh, difficulties with it. Uh, so instead of Vega telling us to have to deal with it or okay, just grab another tire off the shelf, um, they actually put together a tire test for us, um, myself, Gary Lawson and Steve Vermeer actually went down to Florida and we spent two days uh, burning up about 14, 15 different sets of tires um, coming up with a compound that we liked, a sidewall construction that we liked, a casing construction that we liked. And the tire that we're on now, the Vega VAH Red, is actually a tire that we developed in concert with Vega specifically for for four-cycle racing. And um, the tire is phenomenal. Um, it's on average, and a lot of people don't believe this and we fight this all the time. Um, on average, from what we can document, our racers are getting four to five race days out of a set of tires. Now that doesn't mean that there aren't guys putting new tires on every day or every weekend or whatever. But what we did was we actually went through and started, um, inventorying the tires per race day. And we were seeing the same serial number tires come through qualifying multiple, multiple days. Uh, In fact, we we had one guy who won um, a divisional championship. So he won all four weekends on the same set of tires.
0: That's a pretty, that's a pretty solid product to be able to do that. And again, it's not that you have to do that, but that's the option, right? Which I think is so good. That's awesome. That's really good.
1: Well, and that's kind of the, you know, the principle that we've always had is that Any time that we have to look at a rule or a policy or anything like that, we want to do as much as we can to avoid telling the customer, our racers, how to spend their money. Um, If they want to put tires on, go for it. Um, From what we've seen, there's no advantage to it. Some people like new tires. Some people want to put them on. Some people don't. So um, if there's no documentable major reason to change a rule to force people to put tires on every day or every weekend... You know, we don't see the need to tell people how to spend their
0: money. You know what? That's a, that's a great mandate. Folks, this is episode number eight of the operation grassroots. You're listening to the EKN radio network, Wednesday, April the 24th. Thank you so much for tuning in time to cut to our first break. And I'm going to come back with the man from cup carts, North America, Greg Jasperson.
2: For over a century, Briggs and Stratton has had a commitment and passion for racing. It's a DNA found in every engine we build today. So whether you cart race, Baja, race quarter midgets, or believe that dirt and snow are just God's way of adding to the challenge, the dedicated spirit of every Briggs & Stratton employee stands at the fence, waiting for the green flag to drop. Briggs & Stratton Racing, what powers you?
0: Are you in need of a podium-proven Briggs 206 chassis? If you answered yes, check out the 2019 Margay Ignite K3 and Brava 206 packages manufactured in St. Louis, Missouri, right here in the USA. The Margay chassis have been racking up 206 podiums on the club and regional level, most recently at big four-stroke programs such as the AMR Homestead Miami Speedway, Texas Pro Car Challenge, Texas Sprint Racing Series, Atlanta Motorsports Park, and the Gateway Cartplex. The best part about purchasing a Margay Racing chassis is that everything can be ordered custom, including frame color, decal color, and logo placement. Choose to purchase as a roller, kit, or race ready. With a race ready package, just unbox the cart, add gas, oil, and go. Need factory support? Margay Racing is just a call or email away with technical support or setup tips. Interested in renting a cart at one of the biggest events of the summer? Check out Margay Racing's Spec Ignite Class and Arrive and Drive packages. Upcoming events include the historic Quincy Grand Prix Street Race on June 8th and 9th and the USAC Karting Battle at the Brickyard on July 5th, 6th and 7th. For more information, please visit margay.com or call 800-562-7429 today. The shift is on to a new brand and a new way of thinking. Mad Old Nut Racing and Croc Promotion USA are focused on changing the paradigm when it comes to race teams in this sport. And the goal is to support dedicated young racers by giving them the tools and opportunities to succeed. Originally born as Mad Croc, the new branding is Croc Promotion, and Armando Fellini's product continues its dedication to quality and innovation. Croc Promotion USA is the American importer and distributor, and Mad Old Nut Racing is the official race team. We're ready to attack in 2019, and our race results speak for themselves. AJ Myers swept the first four Winter Series shifter cut races of the year, and Andrew Badozo continues to assert himself as an emerging player. Croc Promotion has momentum. Dedicated and talented young drivers, supported and mentored by team owners who know business and who are passionate about karting. That's Croc Promotion USA. That's Mad Old Nut Racing. Search for us on social media and give us a follow. Welcome back to episode number eight of the Operation Grassroots podcast. Uh, get a chance to talk with what I think is the most exciting program happening right now in the Midwest. And that's the Cup Karts North America series, which has tuned itself into a five race series. It's, it's visiting uh, tracks like Norway, South Bend, Dousman, Delmar, Camden, those legendary racetracks uh, five rounds, first one coming May 4th and 5th, the last one into August. Of course, their Grand Nationals in October, uh, the first week of October at Newcastle Motorsports Park, uh, expecting massive numbers. Uh, Greg, let's take this particular segment of the podcast and, and really jump into the, the first race, because really, that, you know, we're kind of timed out for that. This uh, initial broadcast coming out on Thursday and Friday of this week on the 25th and 26th of April. At that point, you'll be just a week away from the spring nationals uh at uh, at the concept haulers motor speedway it always comes back to to norway for me having been there, been there in the, the early 2000s you You've, you said a lot of work done in the off season is, is there are there things you want to bring up in terms of the the spring nationals right now maybe some new stuff you guys are bringing to the program
1: yeah absolutely i mean this is a race that we're dubbing as a spring national so we wanted to make sure that we were putting our best foot forward um so to do that, um, we spent a lot of time working with our existing sponsors as well as some new ones that have come on board to make sure that we were going to get the draw that we needed for that race. And I we've have racers committed coming from I think at this point the last time I checked twelve different states. Wow! So we've we've got a lot of guys coming in for this race. Um, you know, last year this was our biggest divisional event. It wasn't as big as the uh, the Grand Nationals at the end of the year, but this was by far and away the biggest event that we had, and we wanted to kind of keep that growing. Um, so we went ahead, and not only did we work with uh, the sponsors to try to attract more racers, uh, we worked with the sponsors to bring in more prizes. So uh, we've got at at least ten thousand dollars worth of stuff that we're giving away at this race. Okay. Um, anything from uh, hoverboards, generators, pressure washers, televisions. I mean, we got all sorts of stuff that the sponsors have kicked in to give away at this event, um, and it's it's going to be a good time. The other thing that we're going to do too is. Um, even though this is the Spring Nationals, it is still round one of our Champions Cup. So we're going to do our point structure the same way that we always do for any divisional event where Saturday and Sunday is scored separately, but we're going to do a Spring Nationals championship, which is essentially just going to be the combined results okay. for Saturday and Sunday. I like it. And there's going to be a special set of trophies, special set of prizes specifically for those people so we can name them the Spring National champions.
0: I like that. I think that's a really cool way to to launch the season off strongly, get people fired up, get them going. You know, a lot of people in that area have been just waiting to go racing. I don't think even here in Ontario, we're getting really started for a couple of weeks as well. So you guys, nice for you guys to get rolling there at Norway. Uh, As always, first thing, I know you guys have been pushing hard to try to get people to know about the program, build the awareness. It's always tough to get people to register, pre-register. It's something that we laugh about a lot uh, here at EKN, that uh, people... They just seem to want to wait and wait and wait. Some of them don't even take advantage of the pre-entry discount. You know, they just, they want to wait till the very end. Where are you guys in terms of numbers right now? We're, you and I talking here on Wednesday, you know, we're over a week away from, from, uh, from uh, people actually getting to the racetrack. How's it looking numbers wise for this year's spring nationals? Well,
1: I I went back and looked um, at, at this time last year, we had about 40 to 45 pre-registrations and we ended up with. I want to say close to 80 maybe 75 entries um that were um you know per day obviously yeah uh we are just shy of 100 pre-entries right now and we're still uh still a week away so we're definitely going to break that you know the magical three digit 100 number um and that's a per day number so that's not you know 50 on saturday 50 on sunday that's 100 drivers 100 go-karts
0: I appreciate that clarification, Greg, because you know, you hear people talk about that, right? Oh, we're at a hundred entries. Well, it's 50 a day. No, you guys are talking about a hundred drivers, which would be 200 overall. If you're going to, if you're going to use that, that, uh, that formula, right?
1: Yeah, a- absolutely. And, and I have that uh, conversation with our sponsors and, um, some other racers all the time too, is, you know, I, I always look at, at it as unique drivers. Yeah. That's, you know, whether it's a Saturday, Sunday program or a Sunday, the way I've always felt about that is it's one entry, but, some people don't look at it that way but you know the, the easiest way to explain it is we there we, we are just shy right now of having 100 unique drivers on the property some are running two classes some are running only one so, uh, it, it's definitely going to be a full field.
0: So the next question of course is because you're, you know, you'll get that. You'll start looking down through your order. How many guys, because this happens in this sport and sometimes it's the guys that are the bad, the, the badasses that are probably going to try to go for a race win. And they wait to the very last minute. If you look at your, if you look at your list, are there some guys, you know, are coming, but still have an energy yet?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, 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 As far as I can tell, we have three of our divisional champions, uh, actually maybe even four of our divisional champions, uh, from last year who have yet to register. So, uh, those of you guys that are out there and listening, hurry up, (laughs) Get Um, out! but yeah, there's quite a few, and that's, and there's various reasons why, and, you know, sometimes people aren't sure if their schedule is going to clear up, um, you know sometimes they're just procrastinators that's usually what I'm guilty of I'm always the guy calling registration the night before a race trying to get it myself squeezed in it's
0: always uh, it's always two people's credit cards right like when is that credit card knock off so that if I if I enter tomorrow I have another 30 days to pay, to to well, pay for well it.
1: no you're absolutely right and I we've uh working with our new registration company Motorsports Reg yep. uh, we we we're trying to find a loophole for that um what we're doing this year and this is the first time we've ever done it is um we have set up deferred payments so you can register the people that registered three even four weeks ago they haven't paid us yet your credit card when you register for one of our races doesn't get processed until the week of the event so you you know that's one of the things that i've heard a lot of the times because we have regulars that have been racing with us for five years and they've never pre-registered um, which makes it difficult as an organizer of to course. make sure you have enough tires, you have everything set up. so I, you know these guys that I've gotten over the years, I feel like I can give a hard time. I kind of sat down and tried to figure out what the deal was <laughs> and you know a lot of them just said, you know not in these exact words, but they didn't want me holding on to their money for an extra three weeks I understand. and I get it, Yep. you know it makes perfect sense. So when we switched over to this uh, new registration platform that was one of the things I talked to them about, and they had the ability and we were able to set it up where Um, basically it, you know, when you register, you put in your payment information and, uh, the, I can't remember if it's the Friday before the event or the Monday before the event, either way, I basically log in, hit a button and it goes ahead and then processes all the payments. So even though you've put your credit card information into the registration system, it doesn't actually process the payment until we go in and hit the button five to seven days before the actual event.
0: Well, Greg, you got me. That's, you know what? Well done. (laughs) That's, uh, that ends. We got to get that out there. We got to tell people about that because that really, <laughs> that really does solve a problem. I guarantee people are saying, "Hey, I'm going to wait till X day to enter because that'll put me on my next credit card statement." That's awesome. I, uh, so right now, what we're saying is you're already close to 100. You know you've got a half dozen or more guys that are coming in. We're looking at 110, 120. Dare we say 125? Like I, I always say, this num- numbers breed numbers, right? People want to race against people, and you are start. One hundred is the big one, right? You get to one hundred. One hundred fifty is that next one. You know, you and I talked about the, about the uh, the Grand Nationals being at two hundred. Is it going to be two hundred fifty this year? There's a possibility. I know you're. I know you like you like to kind of downplay things, but there's a possibility of one hundred twenty, one hundred twenty five, um, if indeed some people step up and decide they're going to come and play. That's great numbers.
1: Yeah, you know, and it's you know I, I get emails all the time. I think I've had three emails today asking for uh how many people are in this class exactly. as such and such registered yet um and, and it's one of those double edged swords it doesn't you know there are some people who are absolutely flabbergasted and are happy to go and race against a 50 you know 50 other people that weekend and then there's other people that would look at that and say if there's less than 200 it's not worth the time so um there there's really no good answer to how to do any of this stuff um we're learning as we go but um I, I hate to promise numbers. Uh, yeah, the, the, this there, there's a potential for there to be a lot of go karts at Norway. Um, I, I would love to have that crystal ball to tell you exactly yeah. how many there are going to be. Um, but but you're right. The, the, our spring nationals is going to. I I think it's fairly easy to say we're going to crack a hundred and it'll go upwards from there. Um, and Grand Nationals, you know, I, the sky's the limits.
0: I want 250. Like I said, I want I want 252 because I want 250 plus Cole and I. I want, I want 252. <laughs> That'll be my mission to make sure we get enough. I think you're going to get a bunch of people at the Grand Nationals. We'll talk about that after our, our second break in the podcast because I'm hoping to get some Canadian, more Canadians to come down. I think a lot of people want to come to that race because it's what you guys have done in, in a short amount of time, couple of years, man. that's It's an amazing thing. Now, so Spring Nationals, Concept hollers Motor Speedway in Norway, May 4th and 5th. Um, is there, is there a Friday practice? How's, how do you guys approach a race weekend?
1: Yeah. So, uh, all of our events always have a Friday practice. Um, practice is usually only 25 bucks. Um, and, uh, for this upcoming event, it, it does change per event, but for this upcoming event, it looks like practice is from 11 to six. So it's okay. a seven hour session for 25 bucks. You can get tons of laps in, um, you know, we split it up by age group. Um, if we get it, you know, if, too many people are trying to get out there at the same time. We'll break it up more. But we we, we handle it pretty low-key, and we just try to get people out there, get as many laps as they can. Um, you know. And th- then from there, we go into our normal race program. Saturday, uh, we always do three rounds of time to practice. Uh, it's a four- to five-minute round of practice. So you're going to get, you know what, at Norway, you'll probably get five, six laps in at yep. a practice. Uh, we take a short lunch break, at, do our driver's meeting, and then we go right into uh, RLV qualifying. RLV sponsors are qualifying. Um, our qualifying is four laps, best lap counts. Then, uh, qualifying sets up your first heat race, how you finish heat race one lines up heat race two and how you finish heat race two lines up the final. Whoever wins the final, they're the winner for the day.
0: I like it. I like it. And then two days of racing, obviously, right? Saturday and Sunday racing. I like that. Yep. Yep. Are... Sun-
1: and Sunday mimics kind of the same program. Um, it's just, there's only one round of practice on Sunday. Oh, okay. Um, other than that, qualifying and the races all go the same way. Uh, and the reason we do that is we try to be done racing by three thirty on a Sunday to try to get everybody the opportunity to drive home and get home at a reasonable. Hour. I think you
0: guys have things handled. <laughs> you guys are, you guys are checking off all the boxes of the concerns that so many people have. And that's, I love that. A lot of people are trying to do that now, get out a little bit earlier on Sunday and you've had enough track time. You don't need the three practice sessions on uh, on Sunday. I like it. I think that's a fantastic approach. Now, couple things. I went to the website, of course, found a little information. You have a couple of things I want to touch on, and, and, I, and you can just add a little bit of information. One of the things I found interesting was a, a, be, a bit of news that you guys had on, on the website, cupcartsnorthamerica.com, about a sponsor referral program. Not sure if you've got any interest in that, but you guys are essentially saying, hey, if you're a racer and you bring us a sponsor who ends up buying whatever sponsor level, there's a potential for you to get a, a free entry or I think it's a free entry to the uh champions cup race and Grand Nationals, depending on the size of the sponsorship. I think that's a great idea. Talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was kind of one of those I, I was having a, probably a rough night sitting at the computer trying to figure you know, looking for sponsors because yeah. our sponsors are what makes this series go. Without their support and without, you know, whether it's uh product, financial or otherwise, um without them we couldn't make this go. So I'm trying to, you know, beat my brains against the wall, trying to find new people to get into it and you know, occasionally I'll get an email from a racer saying, hey, you should contact these guys. I buy such and such from them. You know, they love 206 stuff. They just, you know, you, you've never heard of them. And I was, and, and it just got me to thinking of there are so many cart shops out there and so many businesses out there that um, support their racers that I, I don't know anything about, yeah. that I've never heard of. I mean, I, I live in my own little hole, and I've usually got my nose in the laptop or something like that. So it, to me, it made perfect sense. Um, and and it, it wasn't trying to turn our... I don't want to turn our racers into salespeople. It wasn't trying to get them to go out and knock on doors and try to recruit. That wasn't the idea. The idea was they, they know people that fit, especially our racers that have been with us for a while. They understand the atmosphere that we have and the yeah. type of people that we work with. And they know better than anybody what businesses would really be attracted to that and would be good partners for us. So um, that was kind of where the idea came from. And you're right. If it was a class level sponsor, Um, something of that nature. We were going to pay for their entry for a weekend to any um, champions cup, any of our divisional events. And then uh, if it was one of our higher tier sponsors, uh, we were going to pay for their full ride to go to the grand nationals.
0: You know what? You say you came up with the idea when you were kind of at the laptop, thinking about trying to get more sponsors. I think that's a fantastic idea. Activate the people that you have that understand and believe in your program. That's the best salesman you can have somebody that believes in your product and your your the payback is something that's fantastic. Of course, it's dual payback. They're going to get a free entry and they're going to do something to, to, to strengthen the program that, uh, that they're so happy with. I think that's a great call. Now, the other one is <laughs> that I want to pick up on that. I got from the website. You guys are growing. There's no doubt about that. You know, we're talking about the fact that potentially, you know, 30% more numbers for the first race of the year. We're looking at another 25% numbers for the grand nationals. It's said on your website that you're hiring. You guys are obviously looking for the, for some key people, to get into certain positions. Talk a little bit about, you know, what are you guys looking for? If you there's people out there that are in the sport that love it, that may want to work a little bit and be maybe a deeper part of it, uh play a you know a deeper role. What are you guys actually looking for? What are you what are you hiring right now?
1: Well, you know, it's it's uh it's an interesting thing because uh I've been accused by multiple people of being a control freak. Um <laughs> welcome I, to the club <laughs> you know I, I it's not that I think that people can't do things as well or better than me, but I just know if I do it myself, it's done. And, you know, and then I know who to blame if it doesn't get done right. But yeah. as, as this thing grows um, and I, you know, this isn't, you know, we don't make a lot of money doing this. I, I have a full-time job. I've got a family. I've got my son who races. I, you know, I, at some point we need to start bringing people into the fold. Uh, Steve and I have managed to get a lot done with just the two of us but we have had help along the way. Um, you know, both uh, Marshall and Glenn, who have been uh, long, been race directors for us over the years. They've done a lot more behind the scenes to really help us get this going. I mean, Marshall's whole family was supporting us, you know, helping us get some of this stuff done. And at some point we, we kind of made the decision towards the end of the year last year that, you know, we, we've, we've gotten a long way with very little, and it's time to start um, bringing some people into the fold. Um, so We've already managed to bring on two new corner workers this year that are actually going to be full-time traveling corner workers with us.
0: Um,
1: Every track we go to, we use the home tracks corner workers. Um, We never really had any problems with that, but for better or for worse, we felt if we had a couple sets of eyes that we had trained, that we know how to work with, that no matter what happens, we're always going to have coverage out there. So we're going to bring a couple corner workers to every event. They'll be at every race, uh, you know, barring any family emergencies or anything like that back at home. Um, really the biggest things that me personally, I'm looking for right now, um, I would love to have somebody help us with the simple registration, um, you know, helping me, I do all the registration myself at every event now, um, and and me being tied up behind the counter sometimes gets a little difficult. So having someone who can help us with registration, um, t-shirt sales, as silly as that sounds, but, um, one of the things, yeah, Yeah, well, I mean, we, I've done a very bad job at merchandising this series, um. I think the last three years we have sold t-shirts, but we didn't have them until the last race of the year. <laughs> okay. Um, which will be different. I actually uh, just got off the phone with uh, the folks you put me in touch with.
0: Yep. And, styled, uh, styled aesthetic.
1: Yep. Styled aesthetic. And we will have our Champions Cup divisional t-shirts for sale at, at the spring nationals. First time ever we had t-shirts at the start of the year. Perfect. Um, but having the t-shirts only does helps us if we have somebody to sell the t-shirts
0: there you go (laughs) so um
1: and the other thing that i would really love um to find somebody which i think this one honestly it's going to take the right person um is kind of a marketing social media guy um or gal um i'm as i guess i'm a millennial or i'm right on the borderline but i'm not a social media person i've had to force myself to 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 learn and do what we've done with uh, we've been on Facebook for years, which has honestly helped our series tremendously. Um, I've spent the last three months trying to figure out how Instagram works. Um, (laughs) We're we're starting to put some stuff on there. I'm I'm now told that uh, I'm supposed to be using Snapchat, which doesn't make any sense to me. Snapchat. um, Long story short, I would love to have it. And it could be one of our racers. It could be someone's girlfriend who's at the track, but someone there to snap some pictures to, to put some posts up during the weekend uh, just to really kind of, everybody wants to be involved. Everyone wants to be connected at all times. So having people on site that understand it, um, that would be a really big asset to us.
0: You know, a family member of of one of your racers, of course, great. Whether it's a girlfriend, uh, whatever it may be, always great. But I'll put this out there right now and I'll throw it out on social media as well. This would be an awesome opportunity for a young intern who's going to school for PR and communications to be able to work with an organization. That's something you should look at as well, too. And we'll post that out on, on EK and social media, because for someone young trying to potentially get into the road to Indy or IndyCar or NASCAR, whatever it may be, if you're young and you're in your first year of college, great way to get an intern to come in and really pick it up and do something with it. That's something you should look at for sure. I think. Well,
1: and I think there's some opportunity and, um, In some partnerships like that with a lot of organizations, Um, we've actually had some talks with some other racing organizations higher up the ladder for lack of a better termination. But, you know, um, more committed, larger forms of motorsport that um, there might be a good way for us to exchange some people and uh, help each other grow. So that's something that we're looking at for the future, too.
0: I like it folks getting a great chance to talk to Greg Jasperson from cup carts, North America. Again, uh, probably one of the most exciting programs going around right now in that the great lakes, Midwest Midwest area. Uh, They are essentially the regional program for Briggs 206. and, And there's a lot of 206 racers around there. This is a program that's growing. This is a program that's showing big numbers. Uh, their Grand Nationals, which we'll talk about after our final break here, is going to be huge. But uh, their Champions Cup program, that five race series that kicks off at uh, Concept Hollers Motor Speedway on May 4th and 5th. Man, this series is one that if you're a, a two cycle racer, you you need to go there not only just because it's going to be great racing and it's run well, but the more numbers that they get, the stronger it gets, the just the stronger the entire region's going to get in terms of racing. So if you're a 206 racer, get that card in the trailer on May 4th and 5th and head to Norway. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, one more quick break, folks. When we get back, Greg and I are going to talk about the Grand Nationals. Yeah, it's months down the line, but Cole and I are already uh, checking off the dates as we get there. I know Greg's, he's probably not quite as happy because he knows how much work it's got to go into it. But the Grand Nationals in Newcastle, we're going to talk about that after this break because it's probably going to be the biggest uh, I wouldn't say probably going to be the biggest four cycle race in the country in 2019. Stick with us more to come here on the EKN radio network. Attention all Midwest Briggs 206 racers. The new season is almost upon us and it's time to go racing with cup carts, North America for 2019. We have rejoined both divisions and the battle for the champions cup will be bigger and better than ever. Our limited Briggs 206 class structure means big fields and close racing from front to back. We've developed an exciting five-race schedule that will take us to Concept Hollers Motor Speedway in Norway, Illinois, Michiana Raceway Park in New Liberty, Indiana, Wolf Paving Raceway in Desmond, Wisconsin, 61 Cartway in Del Mar, Iowa, and G&J Cartway in the legendary Camden, Ohio. And it all starts on May 4th and 5th with the Spring Nationals. In Norway, come join the fastest-growing four-cycle series in the United States. And remember, in early October, we're hosting the largest 206 race in the country, Cup Karts North America Grand Nationals, where the best racers from all across North America come together to see who has what it takes to be named Grand Champion. Put it on your schedule. You're not going to want to miss this one. For more information, head to cupkarts.com.
2: This is Randy Kugler, voice of the Quincy Grand Prix. South Park will come alive June 8th and 9th with over 15,000 spectators and some of the best kart racers from all over the country. Great partners such as Margay Racing and Hoosier Tires make this a racing experience like no other. Karting legend Scott Pruitt, Terry Trader, and Randy and Rick Folks, have some of their biggest racing accomplishments at this prestigious event. Race fans will be on their feet as the competitors will battle for the coveted Gussie Award, named after the event's founder, the late Gus Trader. This year's event will be more fan-friendly than ever, with Wi-Fi throughout the park, more vantage points to view the excitement, more concessions, and even a greater selection of merchandise and souvenirs. The place to be June 8th and 9th, the Quincy Grand Prix. Harding's Formula One of street racing, where legends are made. Well, let's do it in the park this year. For more information, visit our website at quincygrandpree.com.
0: The 2019 season marks the 20th anniversary for PSL Carding, North America's importer and distributor for the legendary Burrell Art brand. PSL Carding is your complete source for all things Burrell Art, providing this top-quality product both through their expansive dealer network or through their own pslkarting.com online store. We have over 100 Burrell Art carts in stock at all times. We can provide you with a turnkey package with an IAMI, Rotax, Rock, or Briggs Power Plant complete and ready to race. Whatever you need is available 24-7 at our online store, including parts and components, consumables like Amsoil, Motul, and Rotax XPS engine oil, and Vroom Lubricants, Micron Data Acquisition Systems, and UniPro, and of course, driver safety gear from Bell, Arai, Free M, and Alpine Stars. Trackside, we're also the karting distributor for Bell Racing USA. Arrive and drive programs supported by PSL's experienced staff and our in house engine program are available for all major US and Canadian events. When you're ready to win, call PSL Karting or visit one of our dealers. And as always, Head to pslkarting.com. Welcome back to the ECAN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden. This is episode number eight of the Operations Grassroots Podcast, where we talk all about Briggs 206 and four cycle racing. Um, Wednesday, April the 24th, as we uh, work our way into Q2 of the 2019 season, talking with Greg Jasperson from Cup Karts North America. Always a pleasure to talk to Greg. All right. As I preface before we went to the break, let's talk uh, grand nationals right now. I know it's, it's probably far enough down the line, Greg, that you really don't want to have your mind on it yet, knowing that you've got to put the spring nationals on. Then, you know, another month from now you're at uh, Michigan raceway park, the champions cup, of course, important to you, but you look down the line into October and that big race, which keeps getting bigger and bigger. Is it looming in the back of your mind yet?
1: You know, it, it does a little bit. Um, there are there are certain elements that are already underway as far as planning goes. Um, we ha- we have some new things that we're looking to not change the event, but some more things to add to it. Um, to really, we we really want this to become the preeminent four cycle karting event of the year. Um, some people think it is. We think we still need to uh, keep growing and keep doing some more improvements. So some of that stuff behind the scenes is, is already, uh, quite frankly. Uh, it started uh, on the drive home from uh, <laughs> Newcastle last year. I was actually on the phone. Um, wh- what I'm hoping will be one of our biggest additions, I was on the phone on the way home from the track uh, trying to figure out how to make it happen, and we're close right now, so I, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag yet, but I think we're, uh, I think we're close to being able to do it. But yeah, um, for the most part, kind of the way my, my mental planning works, uh, we'll- once we get through probably about round two or three from that point, Um, all the trophies are ordered for the year, all tires, all that stuff's taken care of where the last two divisional events for the most part, I I don't want to say they're on cruise control, but, um, everything's that needs to be in process is done. And that's when really the, the hard work starts for the grands.
0: Well, first and foremost, in, in terms of EKN, it will be the only four cycle only race on the EKN Trackside Live Tour presented by Cooper Tires for 2019. We will, of course, I, I'm going to be on the mic a little bit. I, I, it'll be hard to keep me off it, but Dave McIntyre is the man. I want to be able to work with him. We've talked about working together, so he'll be handling the deal. But we're going to run this thing. We're going to do a live broadcast on eCarding News for all the racing, too, which I think is super exciting. I'm I'm really excited to be there. I just... I know David and I are both jacked. We we hated with that we missed it last year, but I think it, it's going to be fun to have EK in there. We're going to be doing, of course, race coverage every day. We'll be hammering our own social media. So we're going to, number one, we're going to bring another level of media to the race for sure this year.
1: Yeah, you know, and uh, I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you how excited Dave Mack is to work with you. It's been, nice. a, been something that he's been uh, wanting to do for years, so he's very excited for the opportunity, and it, it's going to be really fun because we're going to have you know, both you and David on the mic, um, Dave Mack is going to do actually, uh, he'll, he'll be on the mic doing some PA announcements, but he's also going to do some, uh, tracks that announcements, you go down and do track interviews with people, um, Ooh, I like it. Re- really get people involved. I mean, one of the things that I, I never realized, cause it wasn't m- a big thing for me, uh, when I was racing full-time, but you know, a lot of these people want, you know, they, they want to get on the mic. They want to thank their sponsors. They want to thank their mom and dad. So um, we want to give as many people as we can the opportunity to kind of get involved with the whole aspect of the event, not
0: just when they've got their helmet on. So let us is it going to be exactly the same class structure uh, as you run with the Champions Cup, all the same categories?
1: That—that That is the plan. Um, you know, w- the only real tweak that we ever made um, going into the Nationals was the addition of the CIK class. Um, at this time, the plan is to continue all the same classes.
0: Now, what about, uh, in terms of, I know that you, I think we talked last year, you talked about potentially making some changes to the actual format of the weekend. Is that, is that still happening?
1: Yeah. You know, we, uh, the format we did last year, um, we had our reasons for doing it. I don't think it was a mistake to do it, but we think we can do better. Um, some, the, and I guess the simplest way to put it was where you qualified is how you started your first two heat races. And then we went into your traditional cascading deal. Yeah. Um we we did that because we it was the most effective way to get people as much track time as possible. Um the unintended consequence of that was if somebody had a bad session in qualifying, it really messed them up and they had a lot of work to do to try to get back towards the front. Now there were racers that did it. We had um a couple guys that went from the back, you know, they they qualified very poorly or they had a very bad heat race and they mended up and they were racing in the top 5 for the final um one of them even got into the lead so it's no, not that it was yeah. it's not that it wasn't doable but it, it, the feedback we got from our racers was that that wasn't the best way to do it so yes we're going to tweak the format a little bit um it will be probably a little bit more traditional than what you know to what people are used to um it might involve one less round of racing um because of time that's the one thing that we're really trying to be conscious of with that large an event with that many people. Uh, we really need to try to make sure we stay on schedule. So uh, that's, that's always the big, the big thing trying to figure out when you're doing that large of event is to make sure that you, you give everybody as much track time as you can, because that's one of our primary goals at every event, but we got to make sure we keep things on time too.
0: Talking with Greg Jasperson from cup carts, North America. Now, I guess my other question would be, is the track layout confirmed yet? Do you have do you have an idea of exactly what layout you want to run already
1: for Grand Nationals
0: for the Grand Nationals? Yeah,
1: you know, I honestly that that is uh, well. You're really calling me out on this, aren't you? I, well, well, listen, um,
0: listen. You can listen. You can always say I'll plead the fifth, Rob. You can say that. that listen, we got this. Guy, there's got to be some secrecy still, right? It's okay. There can be some mystery.
1: We are in. You know, I, 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 this is a question I was asked last year at the track, so I guess it wasn't a complete secret. Um, right. We are going to look into other options uh, okay. for what we can do at Newcastle. New that, That's such a cool facility with so it many is. different layouts. Yeah. And uh, yeah. honestly, one of the handicaps I have in trying to put this event on there is I have still never actually raced at that track. So, I've
0: driven it, but I've never raced there.
1: So oh. um, what I'm hoping to be able to do, um, and I'll work with Gary and Matt and the guys down there, um, but... Uh, what I'm hoping to do is sometime middle of the season, go spend an afternoon down there, a cart, and go drive some of the other layouts. Um, they have some really long straightaways there, which um, four cycle doesn't always work the best. True. So Agreed. we need to, you know, the, the, I love the track that we've been using for the last two years for this event. Um, but I don't know if there's something there that's a different option. So it's something we're going to explore. Um, but unless if I'm convinced that there's a track that'll race as well or better, be more fun, create more passing uh, we're not going to change something that's been working unless if there's a good reason to
0: folks I'm telling you October fifth and sixth this year's uh, grand Nationals for Cup Karts North America at uh, Newcastle Motorsports park it's going to be a huge race. He already talked about the fact that there was forty plus in in, in a couple of the categories. I think you're going to see that in a lot of different classes. It was, were you, were you over 200 or almost 200 last year?
1: Not we, uh, we did crack over 200. I actually, it. uh, it was, it was, you know, I had a couple sponsors that actually were getting ready to register and go drive, uh, their kids go-karts just <laughs> to make sure we got over the number, but,
0: yeah. uh, we
1: didn't need them. We, we ended up getting over there the good old fashioned way.
0: And that's, you know, that number 200 so big. Like I said, it's uh, David Cole and I have said to ourselves, we're going to try to make sure it's 252, make it 250 plus he and I. Uh, this race is going to be one of the big ones here in 2019. Greg, I appreciate you taking some time uh, to talk to me. I know that uh, you guys are excited about the first race, the Spring Nationals at uh, Concept Haulers Motor Speedway. Uh, Norway, Illinois on May 4th and 5th, just over uh, pretty much a week's time when, when we get this thing up on the ECAN radio network. Any final thoughts right now as we get ready to start the 2019 season? You
1: know, I mean, I guess the biggest thing I'd just like to, you know, there's a lot of people out there who have heard of us, but have never raced with us. Um, and we're starting to see that in our registrations. I've had a lot of people reaching out to me that come from a tag background, come from uh Yamaha background that, uh, are seeing what we're doing and are coming out to race. And I think that's one of the things that, um, we're, we're finally getting to accomplish is that we're really starting to bridge that gap between the old, you know, the old two cycle versus four cycle thing. Um, and we're really starting to see a lot of those people coming and racing together and having a great time. So, um, to any of you guys out there that have a cart, but maybe you don't have a 206 yet, Um, bang for the buck, you're not going to find a better group of people to go racing with. Um, We have a fun time. It's a really good family atmosphere. Um, You know, the sponsors really do support us. Most of them come to the track. Uh, We have uh, 22 sponsors so far this year, which um, shows you the, the level of support and belief that these people have that, you know, this is really a good, fun family atmosphere and just happens to have some excellent racing at the same time.
0: Okay, last but not least, it's cupcartsnorthamerica.com as a website. Am I correct on that?
1: cupcarts.com.
0: cupcarts.com. Let's get that. I right. didn't want carts- you
1: to ha- I didn't want you to have to type
0: that much. True enough, I appreciate that. Uh cupcarts.com. Where do they go to register? They, can they is there a link through the site?
1: Yeah, right on the right on the main page, right in the top right corner, we're always going to have a little quick links section which will have all of you, what you need for the next upcoming race. So there's a link for registration, yep. link yep. for the schedule. Everything you always need to know is right there for the upcoming event. And once we get a, uh, probably about two months away from the Grand Nationals, you'll see a similar spot pop up for all the uh, latest news for that event as well.
0: And to stay connected all the time, you guys are on Facebook. You said you're on Instagram. Are you on Twitter as well or just a Facebook and Instagram?
1: Like I said, we need to hire somebody who knows what Twitter is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Perfect segue. Facebook and Instagram for Cup Carts North America, guys. This is uh, this is a series you want to follow. Greg, thank you so much for joining us here on the ECan Radio Network. Thanks for having me. I'll tell you, folks, David Cole and I are pretty jacked up. we got a couple of races that we're going to run this year, but he and I are both looking forward to getting to Newcastle for the Grand Nationals on October 5th and 6th with Cup Karts North America. Just such a great program right now, and to see them start to develop, Grow like they are here in 2019. You do it, uh, do yourself a favor, get to the spring nationals, be part of the front wave that pushes through the season to Newcastle in October. Again, March, or May 4th and 5th, next weekend, not this one coming up next weekend, uh, the Cup Karts North America spring nationals at Concept Hullers Motor Speedway in Sheridan, Illinois, Norway. If you've been around for a number of years, folks, that wraps things up. Great to have Greg Jasperson with us here today on the EK and radio network. My name's Rob Howden. Bye for now.